Well, good morning, everyone. Microphone on. There we go. All right. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good to see you. Uh, welcome to our annual Thanksgiving worship gathering. I'm really, really glad that you could come. Uh, this whole uh, annual event uh, happened by accident. Uh, in year one, I had been preaching every single Sunday from our launch on Easter, and I was tired and worn out, and I didn't want to preach. <laughs> so we uh, just thought, hey, why don't we just have open mic time? People can come and can publicly give their thanks. And it ended up being an absolutely beautiful service, and we've done it every year since. Who knows how long we'll keep doing it, but I'm actually really, really looking forward to hearing from you guys today and hearing what you are thankful for. Before we get uh, really rolling and started today, uh, just a couple of announcements. Uh, first of all, kids, I'm really, really glad that you are here. If you did not get a clipboard, uh, there are some in the back. All you need to do is kind of wave your hand, and one of our ushers can just grab one of those and bring it to you. So we've got a clipboard and a, a colored pencil, and you can do activities. But kids, also, this is your service, too. You are a part of our church family, and so we want you to sing with us. We want you to pray with us. We even want you to come up here and give thanks with us. So, kids, you are invited to fully participate in today's worship gathering. This is not just for your moms and dads. This is for all of us. Also, if you were a first-time guest with us today, I'm so glad you made it today. Uh, this is a very different type of worship uh, service for us, uh, but I hope it is really meaningful to you. Uh, when you came in, hopefully you got one of our uh, handouts. Uh, inside of there are some announcements. I'll let you read those. But what I want to draw your attention to is that blue connection card. Our church family fills that out every single week. We just fill out the top line, and then we use the back for signing up things like the food bank. Uh, we write prayer requests. Our elders gather every single week, and we pray for our church family, and we pray specifically for the things that you write down. So please use that card. But if you're a first-time guest, what we do is for every first-time guest that fills out that card, we donate $5 to Compassion International on their behalf. Uh, Compassion is an organization that has a goal to release children from poverty in Jesus's name. There's a number of us within our church family that are Compassion sponsors. We pay $38 every month to help provide a, a school a uniform for the kids and schooling and a meal every day. And they work through local churches so that these kids have every opportunity to not just learn about life and to, to get an education, but to also learn about Christ and what he did through the cross for them. And we've seen uh, compassion projects that have worked through local churches, and it's absolutely transformed communities. So we'd love to make just a small little difference in the life of a child by honoring your presence with us. So we're going to collect those cards at the end of our worship gathering. So if you just have any time during the service, fill out the entire front of that. And then if you have any prayer requests or any questions, you can write those on the back, and uh, we, we will uh, either pray for you or get in touch and help, help you uh, just get connected here at Riverwood. Um, this morning, uh, we are, uh, oh, I, I do have one announcement. Uh, inside of your handouts, uh, you notice uh, that there's a cookie exchange. Uh, Cassie, Cheryl, and Lori are helping to, to put this on, but they want to do things differently. In the past uh, year or two, is this the, Cheryl, is this the third year we've done it? Okay. Uh, the past couple of years, we've gone to someone's house, they've exchanged all the cookies, and then everyone takes the cookies home, and then the families get fat. Uh, and it's wonderful. It's awesome. But this year, we want to do something different. We want to make our neighbors fat. Uh, what we want to do is we want to bless the neighborhood. And so we're going to gather here. So ladies, if you want, bring two dozen cookies. You're going to mingle, going to have some snacks on Sunday, December uh, uh, 8th in the afternoon. And then you, you make up the plates. You're going to go out into the neighborhood and you're just going to ring doorbell and say, hey, we're from Riverwood Church. We meet over there at Drosty Hall. We just want to say Merry Christmas. Here's a plate of cookies. And we just do what we can to be a blessing to our neighborhood. We just believe that Christ came to this earth to bless us. And so we need to be a blessing to others. And so these three have come up with this idea of just, hey, what can we do to bless our neighbors? And they're going to go out and do that. So we'd love to have you join us right here uh, from uh, 5 to 7. Is that right, the time? 
All right, on December 8th, and uh, yeah, just bring two dozen cookies and have a lot of fun. Um, we also, is in our desire to be a blessing, uh, we are uh, sending off these shoe boxes to uh, Operation Christmas Child and letting them send them somewhere around the world. So we want to pray for the kids that are going to receive these. Now, every year, someone forgets to bring their shoe box. So maybe you're sitting there going, oh, no. It's not too late, all right? We are going to be taking these over to Grace Baptist. They're uh, the Waverly uh, location. Um, I'll be taking those there today. If you want, you can get yours there by 2 p.m. today, and they can still accept it, or tomorrow morning between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. So you still have some time to get your shoebox over to Grace, and it's not too late. Uh, just remember to make sure you get your $9 uh, to help pay for the shipping for it uh, in the, the top of the box, and don't seal the box so that at the uh, distribution center they can go through, make sure that everything is appropriate, and then they can send it off to a country. But right now, we want to just take some time to pray. So what I want to do is I want to invite, are there a couple of kids who would just come up here and help me? I'm going to do the prayer. You're not going to have to talk out loud. I just want you to kind of put your hands on these boxes. And what we're doing is really putting our hands on the, the kids that are going to receive these. So can I get can I get a couple of kids? Just come up here and help me out. All right. I know I probably should have prepped some of you. Everett, you want to come and help me? Yeah. Amelia? Awesome. Miriam, you want to help out? Okay. All I want you to do, all I want you to do is put your hands right here. And we're just going to pretend that we're, we're putting our hands on the, the, the kids, all right? So just put your hands on the boxes, and all of us, let's pray together. So Heavenly Father, uh, right now, we just uh, put our hands on the kids that are going to receive these boxes. And we pray that these boxes would truly be a blessing. That uh, as they open them up, it, it ultimately doesn't just become about the gifts that are inside of these, but it, it helped them to realize that they matter, that their life is important, that God has made them, and so they, they matter a lot. And I pray that these would uh, encourage them and, and bring them joy and, and spark hope. But ultimately, Lord, we pray that the kids would hear about Jesus. We pray that they would understand that Jesus came to this earth to die on a cross for the forgiveness of their sins. That He became a little baby. He went through childhood just like them and grew to become a man who did not sin, but he died in sinner's place. And I pray that they would hear this and it would absolutely change their lives. Lord, we thank you for the kids' lives who have been changed in the past as they are a part of this and helping get these shoeboxes to others. Would you now help these kids to receive these to truly be touched? Uh, so, Lord, thank you that we have this opportunity. Uh, and uh, thank you, Father, for what is about to, to take place through the, the simple thing of a shoebox filled with gifts. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can go be seated. I uh, realized I did fail to make one announcement. Uh, we do have a new TV up here, so it should not shut off uh, in the uh, middle. Yes. If you are a first-time guest, the reason they're clapping is because this has been going on for like three, four months uh, now. We finally took care of it. Uh, which means we have a semi-working 65-inch TV, if anyone is interested uh, in uh, making an offer uh, to buy that. You could make it your children's television. And that way, it's off in 30 minutes, and you just say, that's it. It's done. Uh, so... But uh, seriously, if, if any of you do have an interest in it, uh, you want to uh, just help offset the cost of this, uh, you can uh, take that 65-inch uh, and just make a donation uh, for that. Uh, there's a remote with it, uh, and it's just sitting out there. So we would uh, love to just bless you with that. If It would be a blessing, but please don't feel like you need to take a broken TV. Um, well, I want to begin today by reading uh, Psalm 69, verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. You know what I want to do? I want us to all read that together. So, so let's read aloud that uh, Psalm 69 verse 30 together. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. 
This is exactly the type of verse that you'd expect at a worship gathering like today. As we gather today to give thanks, as we're coming up upon the Thanksgiving holiday, this is the type of verse that you'd expect to hear. It's the type of verse that you'd expect to hear when someone is maybe saying the prayer, the blessing before the Thanksgiving meal. It's the type of verse that you might expect to see on social media this week, you know, with a pretty background of a a sunset or, or, you know, maybe a a table filled with all the Thanksgiving trimmings. It's the type of verse that you'd expect to, you know, read on a Christian blog or inside the pages of a Christian book. It's even the type of verse you might expect to see on a mug. It's not the type of verse, though, that you'd expect to see in Psalm 69. Because when you read Psalm 69, this is what you hear. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. And that's just the beginning. Like David just goes on and on and on, whining, complaining, crying. God, help me. Where are you? The whole world is against me and you're absent. You're silent. I need your help. In fact, in verse 29, the verse right before the one that we read aloud together, David says this, but I am afflicted and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, set me on high. Uh, I'm teaching from the ESV, the English Standard Version, like I typically do. Uh, this week, though, as I was looking at that verse 29, for some reason, I went and did a parallel uh, search. I, I, I compared it with other translations. And the other translations were just a little different. As I read the ESV, that last phrase, let your salvation, O God, set me on high, to me, it almost sounds hopeful. And I liked that. I wanted to have some hope in this deep, dark psalm. But as I looked at the other passages, and then I started digging deeper, I discovered this is not a hope-filled verse. This is a crying verse. This is basically David saying, I am afflicted. I'm in pain. I need your salvation. Where are you, God? I need you to raise me up, to set me on high, to bring me out of this muck and this mire. Where are you? I'm pleading. I'm begging. I'm afflicted and in pain. You ever been there? You ever been in a place where you feel afflicted? You feel like you're in pain. You feel like the whole world is against you. You just feel like nothing's going right. And then you're wondering, where's God in all of this? If there really is a God in heaven, why are bad things happening to a good person like me? You ever felt that way, kids? Maybe at school, your, your friends suddenly don't include you. Some kid just says some really mean things to you and it breaks your heart. You, you want to hang out with your sibling, but they, they don't want anything to do with you. The very thing that you long for, that you keep asking for, your, your parents keep saying no. And it just feels like everything's against you and you just feel sad and you're in emotional pain. Us adults, kids, we've gone through it. Some of us have faced financial issues where we don't think we're going to have enough money to pay the bills. Some of us, we've gone to the doctor. The doctor has told us really bad news and we go through a health crisis. Some of us adults here, we've gone through really difficult relationships 
Some have even gone through divorce where they were married to someone and that person says, I don't want to be married to you any longer. And some of us, we've even just gone through depression. And in those dark moments, we feel like we could have written David's words. We feel afflicted. We feel in pain. We feel like the whole world is against us, that we're stuck in the muck and the mire. The floodwaters are coming up. We feel like we're about to drown. We don't see any way out, or we're crying out to God, where are you? That's where David's at. And that's why you should not expect verse 30. And yet, there it is. David just clearly writes, after all of his lamenting, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. How does he do it? And why does he do it? Why does he interrupt his crying to suddenly burst forth into thanksgiving? He tells us in the very next verse, verse 31, this will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hooves. Now, kids, David here is not saying that God is like a rancher who really, really likes his livestock. He's referring to a Jewish tradition where the uh, Jews would, would bring different types of sacrifices. If you go back into like the books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, God gives what's called the Mosaic Law. And it, it was the, the, the law that the Jews were supposed to hold in their covenant with God. They had this relationship with God. And so their way to worship God was to bring different offerings. They, they would bring these burnt offerings, you know, grain offerings, wine, but also they would bring animals. And the reason they brought animals was because they were sinners. And the penalty of sin was death. But rather than men them pay it, God allowed it to be transferred onto an animal. And the most expensive, the biggest sacrifice that you could make was an ox or a bull. And yet David is saying that if you will stop in the midst of your pain and turn it into praise, that is more pleasing to God than the biggest, greatest sacrifice you could possibly bring to God. That's why he says, you've got to praise God. You have to thank him. Because when you stop to praise God in the middle of your pain, when you stop to thank him for things, even when it seems like the whole world's against you, in that moment, you are acknowledging that God is sovereign. You're saying that he is more powerful than the circumstances that I'm in. That he has more capability than anyone or anything else around me. That, that even though I don't think there's any way out of this, he can bring me out of this. And by stopping and praising God, you're saying, God, I believe that the pain I'm in right now is temporary. And so I cry out to you because you're the one who can bring me through. And when you stop to truly praise God, to truly thank him, even when it does not seem like things are going right, David says, this pleases the Lord. And so today, for you to walk up to this microphone and praise God, it pleases him. Some, some of you, life is going great right now. Awesome. I'm really, really happy for you. And you need to come up here and you need to shine the spotlight on God. Today is not about getting the spotlight. It's saying, God, you've done all this for me. And so I publicly thank you. And so if things are going awesome right now, you need to come up here and give thanks. He needs the glory for all he's done and given you. 
that if you're in pain, if you're struggling, that right now the, the, the marriage isn't going so well. Right now, you're not sure if you're going to be able to keep your job. You're wondering if you're going to find one. You're, you're wondering why you have this distant relationship with a child or a coworker or a parent. As you go through the, that pain, it makes you say, you know what? I don't have anything to be thankful for. And you find yourself wanting to just stay seated. Because we've bought into this lie that when you come to church, it means you have it all together. Instead, today, we need to come up here and basically say, you know what? This has been a hard year. And yet I can still thank him. It's easy to walk up here when life is going good. But God is asking you to do it even if it has been hard. Because it will praise him and it will be good for your soul. But it won't just be good for you. Notice what David says next. Verse 32. When the humble see it, when they see me give thanks in the middle of my pain, when the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. You see, when you walk up here and give public thanks to God, to those who are listening to you and life's been great, it's just like icing on their cake. It's just going to continue to heap on and you're just going to cause them to find more joy. They're going to be glad. But when you walk up here, even in the midst of the struggle, even if you can only say, I'm thankful that I have breath today. I'm thankful that I have a family who stuck through me through this really horrible year. Or if you're a Jesus follower, maybe all you can say is, well, I'm thankful for Jesus. That you would have the guts and the courage to give thanks to God, even when it's been hard. It will revive the hearts of those who also find themselves in a difficult place. It will encourage them. It will give them hope because they will know I'm not alone. And as they hear you, it just might give them the courage to also walk up here and give thanks in the middle of their own pain. That's why we need to come today. We need to come and give thanks because it shines the spotlight on God. It gives him praise. It's good for our own souls, but it's also going to revive the hearts of those listening. That's why we do this every year. It does something in us. And then as God works in us, he now begins to work through us. So will you come? Will you come and shine the spotlight on God? Will, will you come with a sacrifice of thanksgiving? Will you come knowing this is going to be good for your soul? Or will you come knowing it's also going to be good for those who hear you? Will you come and give thanks? Heavenly Father, I pray that these next uh, few minutes that we have together of just hearing from one another, that this would be a very meaningful time together as we hear not so much the teaching of your word, but the teaching of what your word has been doing in the hearts and lives of your people, that it would be meaningful. And so, Lord, I pray that today we would find something to give thanks and we would publicly give it. And by doing so, you will be pleased, you will be praised, and we will find you working in our hearts and our lives. So, Father, would you just take these next holy moments and would you work through them as we say thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. The worship team's just going to play quietly behind us for about the next 10 minutes or so. This microphone is open. Kids, I'm serious. This is a time for you as well. If you have something to share, if you need your mom and dad to come up here with you, by all means, moms and dads, grandparents, even those of you without kids, without spouses, come. Give thanks to God. We'll do this for about 10 minutes or so, and then the, the team's going to lead us in a song, and then we'll just create another space, another five, 10 minutes 
for you to come and, and just share, share, here's what God's done and here's what I give thanks for. Even if you are a first-time guest, by all means, if there is something that you are thankful for, something that you've seen God doing in your life, he needs the praise. So let's point the spotlight on him today as we encourage one another. Let's do this now for him.